0: Welcome to Full Rigor, a Florida true crime podcast. I'm Karen Curtis. And I'm Jennifer Ross. And today we have a another bone chiller. This, You know what?
1: I have to tell you, out of all the horrific stories we've talked about as far as murders and, and killings and, and stalkings and whatever the case may be here in Florida, this is by far the worst ever. Ever.
0: And it, it happened in, right here, like less than a half mile from our studio.
1: And I drove right by it that morning. And I went, wonder what's going on. wonder why they have a tent on the side of I-95. Mm.
0: It was weird. L- listen to this. There is nothing in this world that a 10-year-old child could do to deserve the lifetime of abuse these two children endured. Uh. So, police say that you want to call him George or Jorge and Carmen Barahona. Uh,
1: well, it's uh, officially Jorge, but let's call, him,
0: let's, let's call him a creep. So, this couple, they were foster parents to actually multiple children, but they ended up adopting these twin foster children. Right. Who were
1: adorable, by
0: the way. At 10 years old, this is what happened to them. But they inflicted hellish abuse on these adopted twins inside their West Miami-Dade home. They would tie their hands and feet together, either with rope or with duct tape, confine them to a bathtub. They'd make them just stay in the bathtub
1: for days.
0: Days. They would beat, starve and torture them. Right.
1: Nice people. And why did they do all of this? Money from the state. Yes. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, but then
0: they adopted them so they don't get the foster money. Anymore. Yeah, but
1: they did beforehand. So they I think these people were just really, really sick, evil individuals. Well, That's this is the only way to describe it. This
0: them. case really cast a sharp harsh spotlight on the department of children and families which approved the adoption after there were so many red flags with this case but like our last podcast the state is seeking the death penalty and these two oh you're
1: Kim, that wasn't unanimous
0: they haven't even gone to trial yet oh
1: come on that was years ago boy now you're really shocking me <laughs> this is they, you're going to infuriate me in this podcast just so you know I because these people should have been taken outside not even wasted taxpayer money and just shot on the side of the road
0: Sorry. well that's where they were on the side <laughs> of the road but um the twins were born it was uh fraternal twins nubia and victor doctor d-o-c-t-e-r were born may 26 2000 so this was 2010 Ten. 2011 when this whole thing went down okay and their mom was a drug and alcohol abuser so they've had a hard life the whole time uh <sighs> so as i said the state is seeking the death penalty the two are still awaiting trial they've pled not guilty to the capital murder charges oh, come on they murdered and tortured their 10 year old adopted daughter oh geez that's what the charges are Her decomposing corpse of their adopted daughter, Nubia, was discovered in a black trash bag in the back of Jorge Barahona's pickup truck on Valentine's Day along 95, right here between Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard and 45th Street.
1: Actually, much closer to Palm Beach Lakes, because I was on my way to work, and there was a truck, just the pickup truck, not like in the emergency lane, but way off of I-95, like a good 25 feet in the grass. And I'm like... And I was going the opposite way, and I'm like, why is there a truck there? And there are maybe two or three highway patrol cars.
0: That's funny because the road ranger did the same thing you did. Saw the truck sitting there in the grass, came back an hour or two later, and it was still there. And Jorge later said that he parked there because he wanted to stand out and be found. Oh, really? Yes.
1: I thought he parked there because he got tired and he wanted to take a nap.
0: Well, We'll get into what happened inside that cab oh it that was, truck. It was,
1: it was horrible. But, I, I'm going to get sick just thinking about it.
0: You okay? Yeah,
1: I'm fine. It right. just piss me off because the guy should be dead.
0: Well, have you seen this picture? He's,
1: uh, he's a very creepy looking He character. looks like a
0: troll from under a bridge. <laughs> Not that that has Like they shaved him and taught him yeah. to walk upright or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's n- a
1: good description, actually.
0: Nubia Barrahona, yeah. she had a short life. Today we gather to remember and celebrate the life of Nubia, a sweet little girl in who her short life touched so many in this community. Yeah. So here's the details from the arrest report, which paints a really grim picture as to what happened before Jorge Barrahona's truck was found on the side of 95 with a strong smell of chemicals. His son, so this would be the fraternal twin, Victor was burned and the body of his daughter in the back of his truck. Oh, my God. So according to the arrest affidavit from the West Palm Beach Police Department, mm-hmm. Jorge was traveling north of 95 from Miami to West Palm on Valentine's Day after he had placed his dead daughter in the plastic bag in the rear of the truck. Ugh. While in custody, he did confess to police that he'd been upset by the death of his daughter, oh, Nubia.
1: Wow. That, was, that was big of him.
0: He beat her to death. Allegedly. Yeah, then
1: they tried to get rid of the body by sticking her in a plastic bag with whatever acid it was that they put her in. It was disgusting.
0: Um, so he said the shoulder—he had driven uh, to Palm Beach County with the plan to commit suicide by setting himself on fire.
1: Oh, with the little girl and the boy in the, in the truck with him.
0: Yeah, he had doused hey. himself with gas. Uh, he said the shoulder of 95 was chosen so that he would easily be found. He claimed to give Victor a handful of sleeping pills— Then, with the boy's head on his lap, doused gasoline over his head and then attempted to ignite a lighter, but he couldn't do it. He didn't want to take Victor with him. When the road ranger came up on the scene, Victor got out of the truck, was stumbling toward him, and he had had seizures. So there was, you know, he could tell he had had seizures, and he was completely out of it. Great. So... Then, of course, the road ranger calls police once he sees this whole thing unfolding in this truck. He sees Jorge's, like, bent over the wheel, slumped over the wheel, and Victor's convulsing and seizing and and covered in some sort of acid. He's got burns all over him. Oh, my God. Eventually, they find out that there's a daughter, and then they find in the back she's in these bags in the back of the pickup truck but it, it, she's been there a while it wasn't fresh it, yeah, it, it was it, a couple days and they they couldn't you know they didn't know who she was how horrific
1: i mean how horrific is this story you try you've already killed one kid and now you're trying to kill the second one
0: so remember this is valentine's day why why does everything happen on valentine's know. day down here because you've got of love. parkland and- because
1: of a made up holiday Please, come on, cuz you don't have a you don't have a significant other. Your life lo- your love life sucks, so you take it out on somebody else. Come
0: on, Marian Williamson, okay. it's all about love. Uh, <laughs> I love you.
1: I love you, but oh. I mean this this story just intense and inf- uh, infuriates me. Well,
0: so with the idea that it was Valentine's Day the 14th, autopsy results concluded Nubia was beaten to death on the 11th of February. Oh jeez. Oh, the very day a DCF official came to investigate a call from their home about abuse, it was a call to the abuse hotline. The very day. Oh, my God. And according to the police report, Jorge allegedly repeatedly punched and beat Nubia, who screamed and cried until she was dead.
1: <sighs> I'm depressed. I'm sorry. Now, this is very. Think about it. You do this to a child yeah, these- that you willingly adopted. I know, they're not normal. He was of, you know, sick mind and whatever. But why this idiot still alive is
0: beyond me. This is this is what uh, one of the women said at the funeral. There is one common thread in all of us, the need to comprehend what has happened and why. But what is something that no normal, caring human being can comprehend? How a parent can do harm to their child and how anyone else involved could have allowed it. So... Again, the 11th of February, DCF shows up at the house. <sighs> we'll get into that. But the, okay. the toxic truck, you drove by it. I can't even believe this. This was 2011.
1: Oh, I, re- I remember it. It was vividly. red, right? Mm-hmm. Right on the side of the road. Yeah. By so, the time I left, when I got when I went by it the first time, you got to remember, this is early in the morning. There was a couple of cops in, in, in the truck. By the time I left, there was every news truck in the world was lined up far away from the scene. But ninety-five, two lanes on the right-hand side were blocked off. There was a tent set up over the truck, over the crime scene. You couldn't get anywhere. It was a nightmare. It was you could, but they left ninety-five open, which shocked me. <laughs> it shocked me, and and I think it was because they hadn't found the girl's body in the back of the truck
0: yet. Yet, yeah, it, it was the weirdest thing as it unfolded okay there's this kid he's covered in he's burned he's got chemicals all over him and he's convulsing the road ranger spotted as i said the truck parked on the side of the road and the truck was still there hours later so he pulled over when he approached the truck the 10 year old victor stumbled out of the cab and he was suffering from chemical burns. He appeared to have a seizure. When the ranger looked inside the cab, he saw Barahona slumped over the driver's seat. He called police. West Palm Beach Fire Rescue responded to the call, found 53-year-old Jorge Barahona with his knuckles dragging on the ground. No, he was on the ground.
1: <laughs> knuckles dragging on the ground. <laughs> his
0: hairy knuckles. And 10-year-old Victor Barajona in the cab of the truck. So both were conscious by the time the rescue people arrived. But Victor was convulsing with seizures. One fireman was overcome with the strong smell of the chemicals when he was approaching the truck. Jeez. So decontamination procedures were started. Oh,
1: my God. And how powerful had that been that you could smell it from that far away? Can you imagine?
0: The bed of the truck was full of plastic Uh. containers of chemicals, some unlabeled. So they didn't know what the hell they were dealing with. Jeez. And but the truck was branded with the name of Jorge's pest extermination business, so there's an indication. Okay, C.J. Pest Control, causing investigators to believe the chemicals were pesticides. What an unlabeled container held some form of acid, causing firefighters to wonder why an exterminator would have such a chemical, unless it was like really big rats, like a forty-pound wow. mouse. Um, State troopers were sent to the address of the CJ pest control and were unable to contact anybody. So that was a dead end. So as you said, the the scene just ballooned into this decontamination death scene, ME, tent, everything.
1: It was terrible. Because
0: as they, they, you know, it turned into, well, it's a father and a son. Wait a minute. It's a dead girl. Wait a minute. There's chemicals. There's, There's burns.
1: Then I, I want to say, and I may be totally off base, there was concern that there was going to be an explosion with the truck yeah. because they didn't know what the chemicals were.
0: Well, the investigators, the FBI got involved. They joined the effort to decontaminate the site to clear the way for the county forensics investigators to examine the body. Mm. This is at 830 at night. Jeez. From 5 a.m. So until 830 at night. Jeez. So all that time. Wow. So. Finally, the body was taken to the medical examiner's office for an autopsy, and the identity was withheld from the public for two days because they, they, they couldn't, they didn't know who it was. They didn't uh, know who, she was badly decomposed. Yeah. They revealed it was Nubia Barahona, Victor's twin sister. Her body badly decomposed and difficult to identify, and it had been covered with acid and other hazardous chemicals. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. You know, how do you he, do this? I, I, just don't, I just don't get how you do this to a child to any person never mind a child that you're supposed to take care of again a creep mental illness and I bet you he doesn't get the death penalty
0: because of it but go ahead here's how one neighbor described Nubia we saw her hungry she would ask my daughter for food my daughter would give her food the teachers would give her food we would take her extra food but there was only so much we can do because she's a minor what do you remember most about Nubia? <laughs> A warm and loving smile. Thank
1: you, oh,
0: done. She was extremely brave. Oh my God. She was brave. So let me give you a little backstory about the fraternal twins. So fraternal means they had two eggs.
1: Right. They're not of the same. So they weren't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They didn't look alike. No. So Nubia and Victor, doctor were born, as I said, May 26, 2000, to Sandra K. Doctor, the mother with the drug and alcohol abuse issues. Their mother had four children before them, all of whom had been taken from her by DCF. Great. Nubia was born with an undisclosed significant medical problem. Oh, dear. She had been born intersex. So, you know, we no longer say hermaphroditic.
1: Oh, it's intersex. Yes. Uh, so they didn't know if it was a boy or a girl, and then it, it, at that point, and, and maybe I'm maybe I'm totally wrong, but isn't it the parent who decides what sex the child will be if they have all the organs?
0: Uh, yeah, you're right. Well, now I guess they just put an X on there.
1: Oh, so you can be both. Okay. Thank you.
0: Well, that's why we don't call them hermaphroditic because intersex people are born with sex characteristics, including genitals, gonads, and chromosome patterns that do not fit typical binary notions of male and female bodies so intersex is an umbrella term used to describe a wide range of natural body variations okay. and re- require significant medication medical procedures an untermined amount of surgeries mm. so it was recommended she be placed in a medical foster home but instead she was placed with the Barajonas who then adopted them later
1: and killed her but that's besides the point. Did that have anything to do with her death?
0: Well, interesting, you said, you just heard the woman say she was always hungry and skinny. The Barajonas, when DCF would come, they'd go, oh, it's her endocrine system and medication that's causing her hair loss and her uh, weight loss.
1: And DCF bought that? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, and if I remember correctly, the person in charge of DCF or the people that went there, they also got in trouble for this oh, case. Oh, it was, it was a okay. big
0: problem for them. Uh, did you know that you when you hit the feet of a child with a rod it doesn't leave bruises so that's how you can really torture them
1: are you kidding yeah
0: both twins were tied up in the bathtub for hours and they'd beat their feet at the bottoms of yeah, the feet the bottoms of the feet doesn't leave doesn't leave a bruise
1: and how did these people know that that's that. That's the, that's the well, million dollar question. That you know how to. Oh, that they oh that they you know how to somebody, it without it. Yeah, without leaving a bruise. Well, Nubia
0: did have bruises. I mean, she was the most abused, according to the couple's unnamed grandchild, who was in the house often when her mom was at work. So this would be Carmen's daughter's daughter. Was and in she the left, house.
1: She left this kid with this this creepy Thing. couple.
0: Yeah, and so they would always escort her into the bathroom to go to the bathroom because the kids were tied up in the bathtub. Oh wow. She said Nubia would always be really, really hungry, and sometimes she'd have bruises on her.
1: That's oh what she told God.
0: prosecutors. This is the granddaughter. <laughs> she said her, her own mother, Jennifer Perez, who would be Jorge and Carmen Barahona's daughter, knew what was going on and once walked in on the twins tied up in the tub. And did nothing. She'd usually say that those weren't her kids and that she couldn't do anything about it, but she said that I couldn't tell anybody either because it was a family secret. That's what she told her own daughter. Oh, wasn't that lovely? And yeah. the, get this, the statute of limitations on child abuse has run out, so Perez can't be charged with anything.
1: Are you kidding me?
0: No. I mean, these kids had it rough their whole oh. lives. They were removed from the mother of the alcoholic drug abusers' care in 2003, placed her with their father, Victor Bustillo, But they didn't stay with him long. In 2004, he was charged with sexual battery of a child, not in his care. Twins (laughs) were placed in a foster care, eventually ended up in the home of Jorge and Carmen Barahona in Miami. The couple had already adopted a boy with autism. Jorge owned a pest control business, and Carmen was the homemaker at the time. Uh, uh, So in in 2005, Nubia reportedly told someone at her school that her father was molesting her. Uh, Wait, 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 wait.
1: And nothing was done.
0: This was unclear whether she had meant her birth father or her foster father. DCF investigated it. Uh, oh,
1: well, yeah. DCF. Now remember, she's
0: got, like, we don't know what she's going on physically with, like, right. you know, how she's built. But they determined that she'd meant her birth father, and the case was closed. Because, remember, he's already been charged with sexual battery on a child.
1: Right, and he's gone. So they figured, out okay, kid's
0: safe. But in 2006, so a year later... Right. School staff called DCF to report a large bruise on Nubia's face, and they suspected it was child abuse. So, again, the Barahonas were ordered to bring her to an appointment at the Department of Health's Child Protection Team in Miami. Didn't show up until a week later, and the bruise had disappeared.
1: Oh, isn't that convenient? And no one bothered to go to the house to no. check on this kid.
0: Wow. So the doctors, the state doctors, agreed with the Barahonas' assertion that the bruise was from a fall. Yeah. I ran into a door. Yeah. The twins were formally Jeez. adopted in 2009. So this was so four they years let, later. So, they, let yeah. them, they let them adopt them. Jeez. In 2010, complaints similar to the ones in 2007, again raised by school authorities, this time adding that Nubia was losing her hair. DCF was met with the oh. same reasoning from the Barajonas that it was caused by her endocrine condition oh, and yeah. medication. She was taking it and the investigation was dropped again. Wow! When we talk about red flags oh now, the red flag laws, and you see something, say something.
1: But this kid had like a thousand of them, and they were all ignored. How about the the brother? It seems that the, the she daughter really was got the, the one.
0: brunt. Yeah, I mean, they'd be tied up together in the bathtub. But But it was more Nubia. And she's a doll. I don't know if you saw her picture. Yeah, she's really cute. was, Was a doll. So the abuse wasn't limited to the twins, though. On some occasions, Jorge would force all their kids, including her, to play doctor. He made them touch each other in inappropriate ways and take off their clothes. Nubia was lying naked in the bed with Jorge, according to the granddaughter one time. I don't know.
1: Oh, my God. This poor child. You know, it's...
0: Most often, the twins would be found in the bathtub tied up. The other kids were forbidden from talking to them
1: and these creeps are still alive please don't get me going
0: so yeah the grandchild said I wasn't allowed to go to the bathroom unless I was being supervised by Jorge or Carmen they would always have the curtain closed but there was a time that I saw Victor Anubia in the bathtub tied up with ropes or tape can you imagine
1: no I can't I know I can't like I said I'm surprised these two are still alive where are they now just still waiting trial yeah and how? And what's taking so long? I don't know. I mean, this is crazy. The, like I said, they should have taken this guy. The day they found him in the truck and figured out what he had done to his daughter and what he had done to his son, they should have put a bullet in his head right there. Well, End of conversation. Well, done.
0: It's kind of interesting what's happened to him. Again, there were many red flags. But Jorge was arrested on child abuse charges against Victor and moved from Columbia Hospital uh, to uh, the Palm Beach County Jail on February 16th, two days after they found him on, on Valentine's Day. Okay. His wife told investigators when questioned that she and her husband had been separated for six months when, in fact, they were never apart.
1: Oh, yeah, because she tried to blame him for everything.
0: Then the co- yeah, the couple's two other children were taken from the home and placed with Carmen's parents, then placed in foster care.
1: So what do we know what happened to the son?
0: Yes, yeah, so... Uh, Victor, what happened to Victor? Victor initially taken to St. Mary's, and then he was transferred to Jackson Memorial, the burn center. Oh, dear. He suffered severe internal reactions due to the inhalation of toxic fumes in the truck. He had chemical burns over large portions of his body. Uh. He had uh, previous injuries to his body, a broken collarbone, broken arm, scars on his buttocks and lower abdomen, rope marks on both wrists. He was finally released March 2nd. Oh, my God. Like 15 days later, placed in a therapeutic foster home. And get this. In 2017, 2017, lawmakers approved a plan to pay $3.75 million to Victor, the boy. Wow. Involved in the case that rocked the state's welfare system. The money was part of a $5 million settlement in the death of 10-year-old Nubia Barahona and the injury suffered by her brother, Victor.
1: Jeez. That poor kid. I wonder where he is today.
0: Well, he's, he's a millionaire, but he's yeah. he's definitely scarred in, but he screwed more up. ways than one.
1: You can't tell me. I mean, I don't think there's enough couch time to fix that.
0: Well, DCF took a major over- and they should overhaul. have.
1: Yeah, they should have because this is horrific. There are how many red flags between teachers, neighbors, even even the granddaughter saying something. Please come on, and they let this these poor kids stay there.
0: Yeah. And the granddaughter apparently told her therapist that she saw Nubia and Victor tied up in the bathtub and that they were only untied so they could eat something. So the therapist eventually called DCF. About how they were being treated.
1: Well, in in, in fairness to the granddaughter, I could understand, you probably feared for your life. If you're looking at these two the way they're being treated, that's going to be you next if you say something.
0: And then they had an 11-year-old, the autistic son that I told you about, Jorge. He also tried to tell a DCF investigator visiting the home shortly before Nubia's death about a secret. But the investigator claimed Carmen dismissed him as low-functioning and told him to watch TV in the other room.
1: And DCF just let it go. Wow. So, DCF, because of this, I remember the major overhaul. But did, did people suffer consequences? Like, did anybody go to jail at DCF? No. No. Yeah. No. they no, just they lost their jobs. they paid a lot jobs. of money.
0: Well, I know that there was one DCF caseworker who was fired. Her name was Andrea Fleary. And she was fired for poor performance in March for her handling of the abuse allegations against Nubia and uh, Fleary. She was a 22-year veteran of the State Department of Children and Families. And she said that her dismissal was inappropriate because she said she made no mistakes, despite the fact the child's body was found in the back of her adoptive dad's truck. Hmm. So Carmen filed for divorce from Jorge in late February (laughs) and was arrested and charged with first-degree murder on March 5th. She's being held without bond.
1: That's nice to know. And
0: where's he? And so after being informed that he needed to attend the hearing on a felony child abuse charge, he tried twice to injure himself. First, he jumped backward off a sink in his cell and landed on his head. Maybe that's what Jeffrey Epstein did. That's what Epstein
1: did. Okay, yeah. That's how he broke Mm -hmm. bones in
0: his neck. And he was examined and declared competent to stand trial for a judge, but refused to cooperate with deputies and did not show up for that hearing. And that the hearing is bail was set at a million dollars. He later attempted to again injure himself and was taken to the hospital for a CT scan and was returned to hospital. He was OK. He was placed in the mental unit.
1: And that's where he probably is today, right? Yeah. I would assume since he hasn't gone to trial yet. So.
0: So, well, they both pled not guilty to first-degree murder of and child so. abuse charges. Oh. Jorge Barajona's trial on the murder of Nubia and the attempted murder of Victor was set to go September 28, 2015. As of January 2017, the case has not been scheduled to go to trial.
1: Because they're probably going to say he's mentally incompetent.
0: So, as we said, DCF came wow. under fire during the course of the police investigation into Nubia's death for failing to piece together warning signs like... There's oh, a secret
1: like, here. There's uh, bruises all over her face. The, the kid's starving to death. She's losing hair. She's got bruises all over her body. She's got, you know, marks on her wrists and her ankles. But there's nothing wrong with this child. Remember Please. when little
0: Sabrina went missing, our other podcast on Sabrina? Right. And she had the lock of hair cut out. And she had, they there was a video over and they said, oh, there's bruises on her. And then they like arrested the parents and everything. Good grief. This. This is
1: This is horrific.
0: The parents had nothing to do with that one. So DCF came under fire, of course, during the course of the police investigation into Nubia's death for failing to piece together these warning signs from medical professionals, school officials, that something was wrong in the Barahona home. Jeez. And you know what? The agency blamed it on system-wide failure. Including poor judgment by child protective oh. investigators, overwhelming caseloads, and missed opportunities at every turn. One of them said that they didn't go on the weekends because they didn't work at night on the weekends or something. The, the, really? You're out. You have hours. I mean, ugh. so Nubia, but you show
1: up and you see this kid and you you pawn it off as oh it's an endocrine whatever it endocrine. was endocrine endocrine problem. Are you kidding me? How stupid are these people?
0: Or from her medication for her endocrine problem. Please. Newbia's death did prompt the creation of a task force to recommend reforms, such as hiring more child abuse investigators. That $5 million they paid out, you know how many investigators they could have hired for that? Yeah, a whole bunch. And trained? Mm. And they made changes to the state's abuse and neglect hotline. Oh, that was nice.
1: Now, however, because of that case and because of other cases prior to that, but more importantly, this case, a teacher, somebody, even a stranger, sees a mark on a child, they investigate that immediately. Oh, yeah. But this is really
0: interesting because I started going back to college to become a paralegal here at South University. And one of my professors was an attorney, and she is the lead attorney for DCF. And when we were introducing ourselves, I said, I'm in radio, I'm in the media. She goes, the media is my enemy.
1: Oh, that was great. And now I know why. Holy cow. Well, yeah. Yeah. You're going to defend DCF Uh, against us? uh, There was nothing to defend there. That was just plain ignorance on everyone's part.
0: This again. And laziness. This woman echoes your sentiment. There is one common thread in all of us. The need to comprehend what has happened and why. So what is something that no normal caring human being can comprehend how a parent can do harm to their child and how anyone else involved could have allowed it
1: thank you period end of sentence
0: so next podcast will be on Casey Anthony who lives right here in West Palm Beach oh isn't she gonna be in a movie or something as I was told coming out so we're gonna investigate that maybe we'll get to the bottom of who Kaylee's father actually was who actually killed Kaylee what the hell happened Wasn't
1: Casey though she was too busy partying Yeah. What
0: a story that was. Can
1: you imagine being her, though? But I think the main problem with Casey Anthony is she's mentally unstable, but she believes what she wants to believe. She convinces herself.
0: Yes. She has her own reality.
1: Yeah. (gasps) Love it. All right. Purple sky in her world.
0: So don't miss that one. That might have to be a two parter.
1: I don't know. I get into. You think I'm incensed about? That's another one that I get incensed about. Remember that they, poor little child.
0: Once again, they wanted the death penalty there. That's another case where you know.
1: No one kills a woman. That's the problem. No one kills a woman.
0: Except for Eileen Warnos.
1: Yeah, but that was years ago. If it happened today, I don't think I don't think she'd get the death penalty today. I really don't. Huh. I really, I don't know many, way, unless it was like something really, really horrific, horrific, or even worse than the Barahona case, that they'd give a woman a, the death penalty.
0: I really think in Carmen's case that it was more of Jorge doing the beating and the killing, and the, but maybe she was the one oh, tying see, him I, up. I, I, I think, think she's more on the child abuse side, and I think Jorge no, was the...
1: Oh, I think just the opposite.
0: Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Oh. I
1: think that she's evil, evil, evil. like Sybil's evil. mom yeah. with and the button had, hook. She had all, oh, God. She had all kinds of control over him. That's what I think. But that's just my
0: theory. Well, we'll see if they ever go to trial. So that wraps up this edition of Full Rigor. Thank you, Jen. Well, I don't know if I should thank you because now I'm pissed (laughs) off. Sorry. (laughs) Be sure to join us next time on Full Rigor. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors.
1: We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season.